Welcome back to the Revert Podcast show. Thank you very much for being with us. Once again, like we always say, the listener is the most important part of the podcast. And we really appreciate you and appreciate your time that you spend with us listening to what we have to deliver to you from what Allah, the Most High, has given us from knowledge and from uh, information that has been delivered to us by the Quran, by the Sunnah, by the scholars, by the good friends and, and relatives of ours who are upon the manhaj of the people of knowledge. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept from us all and accept this da'wah. Allahumma ameen. I have been bringing you guys some recordings from the past and this time I am bringing you a recording that was very, very beautiful and I really, really miss these brothers who were with us on this show. Alhamdulillah, they're still alive, they're out there, but I haven't been connected with them in a very long time, you know. This recording that I'm going to share with you today, I think uh, was recorded back in 20. 10 or maybe 2009 something like that Allahu alam. Um, I really hope that you enjoy it and uh, it it is a very uh, you know very uh, very beginning of my uh, recordings and um, the start of being on the show it was the radio show that was uh, being broadcast uh, in the city of Detroit alhamdulillah it was a successful one it was good. A lot of people was calling, and, and we were getting a lot of attention. Alhamdulillah, but unfortunately, it wasn't. Um, uh, it didn't continue as we wanted. And Qadarullah Mashafah, we had to uh, go back to the social media and stick to the podcast. And Alhamdulillah, it's a journey that you know it has its ups and downs. And Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala is the one that makes it um, happen. Alhamdulillah. So I really hope that you will enjoy this show. And I really uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, it is a, a one-hour show, so um, uh, bear with me here. It's a very important show, though. Uh, it's an interview that happened with two brothers from the city of Detroit. Uh, and they talked a little bit about their journey into Islam and all that good stuff. So I really hope that you enjoy it. And uh, without uh, any further ado, uh, let's get into the show. Assalamu alaikum. Peace. Allahu Akbar, Allahu Akbar Ashhadu an la ilaha illa Allah Ashhadu an la ilaha illa Allah أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله حي على الصلاة حي على الصلاة حي على الفلاح 
Praise be to Allah. We seek His help and His forgiveness. We seek refuge with Allah from the evil of our souls and from our bad deeds. Whomsoever Allah guides will never be led astray, and whomsoever Allah leaves astray, no one can guide. I bear witness that there is no God worthy of worship but Allah, the One, having no partners. And I bear witness that Muhammad is His slave and messenger. O you who believe, Fear Allah as he should be feared, and die not except in a state of Islam. O mankind, be dutiful to your Lord, who created you from a single person, and from him he created his wife, and from them both he created many men and women. And fear Allah, through whom you demand your mutual rights, and do not cut the relations of the wombs. Surely Allah is ever and all watcher over you. O you who believe, keep your duty to Allah and fear Him, and speak always the truth. He will direct you to righteous deeds, and will forgive you your sins, and whosoever obeys Allah and His Messenger has indeed achieved a great achievement. Good morning Detroit, once again this is your boy Abdullah 
Thank you very much for tuning in on this beautiful Friday morning. Very beautiful day. It's our holiday today. Eid. Eid al-Adha. It's the second holiday in the Islamic calendar. Um, once again, this is the Islamic Waves show brought to you by the Tawheed Center of Detroit. And once again, we do have guests with us. As I said before, that I won't be the only person talking to you guys and boring you guys out. I will be having other people with me so the show can be more interesting and the show can be more exciting for you guys to keep listening and tuning in. And I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you guys are benefiting from all the shows that has that have been going on the air. And uh, you will benefit from the shows that will come in the future, inshallah. And uh, today's show. Uh, today with me I have Brother Abdul Wali and Brother Khalil. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Umrahu. <laughs> Thank you very much for being with me today on this uh, beautiful day. My pleasure, uh, my pleasure. Which is Eid. And as the listeners know, uh, that this show is a pre recorded show. So, right now, actually, we're, uh, as you uh, listening to us, we're at the mosque praying Fajr, the first prayer of the day, and getting ready to go to the prayer of the Eid holiday. Now, uh, we'll start from uh, Brother Abdul Wali. Um, I want you to introduce yourself to the listeners. And uh, you, you are a Detroiter, right? I'm a native Detroiter, uh, born and raised here in the area. I have a great deal of history in, in the Detroit, Michigan area. I'm a Muslim revert. I came to Islam actually in North Carolina, and I returned back to Michigan and alhamdulillah, it's a, it's a beautiful time to be a Muslim, especially during the holiday. And I don't know if I would call uh, Idul Adha a holiday in the sense of the word, but I would say that it is a, it is a, an observation. It is a, it is a commemorating of the life of Ibrahim. And in the story of Ibrahim or Abraham, there is a great lesson in his devotion and obedience to his Lord, Allah. And it also shows uh, a great deal of respect and honor that his firstborn son, Ismail, had for him in obeying his father. So I don't know if I would call uh, Adha a holiday in the sense of the word, but rather I would call it a Islamic observance. MashaAllah. No, no. Nice, nice. I like that. Very nice, very nice. <laughs> Brother Khalil, <laughs> talk to me. Um, yes, I'm here visiting with you all from Kansas City, Missouri. Mashallah. Uh, yes, I'm up here visiting my uh, father-in-law, Abdul Wali, and, and I have a wife that's from uh, Michigan, from Detroit. And uh, it's a pleasure to be with you all this morning. Alhamdulillah. It's a pleasure to have you, brother. So, uh, both of you have been a Muslim all your lives? No, we actually, I actually reverted to Islam uh in 89 i became a muslim in 89 and it was a transition period you know like like every muslim you have to learn about islam and you have to also get the correct islamic knowledge 
so that you can uh, practice correctly. So it was a it was a transition for me. It took a while for me to learn so that I could practice uh, the tenets of Islam in the correct manner. And like everything, knowledge proceeds action. So uh, in 89, I went through a transition where I had to actually change the way I was living. And alhamdulillah, Islam uh, did that for me. It transformed me from uh, a lifestyle of following my desires. Uh, the human being who doesn't know about how to worship their Lord, you find them uh, living a life of... Uh, so debauchery, so to speak, you're actually uh, eating, sleeping, working, uh, having intercourse and using the bathroom. And as I became a Muslim, I learned that the human being was created with a higher purpose. And so I guess I became at peace with myself and, and thus became at peace with the creator. But it was a transition. It was a transition. So being a revert, coming from the type of environment that I came from, uh, in the hard, mean streets of Detroit, it took me some time to be able to appreciate what what Islam has to offer. MashaAllah. It's nice, man. I'd like to actually interview you and talk to you in uh, particular about your lifestyle. Hey, I, I, have, I have an interesting convert story. MashaAllah. everybody. And that's why I like listening to and, and learning about convert stories because they're very interesting. I have an interesting one also. Yeah, I've heard a few, man. All of them are, all of them are. Subhanallah. Um, even just any person's life from day one and the, until the day that you meet them, mm. they have gone through so many things in their life that they can actually definitely, um, you know, give you something that you can actually think about for a long time. You know what I mean? Hey, as hey. far as uh, stories, Subhanallah. And once again, for the listeners, uh, we will be having storytelling time. And uh, those stories are going to be from the Quran and from the authentic sayings of the Prophet, peace be upon him, Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. And uh, those stories are are very very interesting. And uh, uh, most importantly, they are um, such as the stories in the Quran. They are told from Allah or by Allah subhanahu wa taala, the Creator of the heavens and the earth. And uh, we go back now to Brother Khalil, and uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you embraced Islam and uh, took over, you know, took over this uh, deen, mashallah. Okay, um, yeah, I, I embraced Islam in uh, 90, 1996. Mashallah. I was incorpor uh, incarcerated uh, in a Missouri State Prison, uh -huh. and um, I embraced Islam then. And I know that a lot of people have a myth that everyone goes to jail and want to become Muslim. But that wasn't the case. Uh, my father was Muslim since like uh, late 70s. So I had an opportunity to view Islam. It wasn't that correct what I was seeing, but, you know, it, it, it prompted me to, to embrace this, this way of life, you know, and it was, it was something that was very beneficial for me. And I got out of prison in uh, 2007. And I've been I've been home going on three years and and uh, I've been on the correct path you know uh, praise be to Allah Mashallah. and I'm thankful to I'm thankful to Allah and I'm thankful to His Messenger Prophet Muhammad peace and blessings be upon him uh, for for giving us this correct way of life. Mashallah. And, uh, Alhamdulillah. You know, Alhamdulillah. It's very beneficial. What do you say to those uh, people or to the misconception of uh, when people talk about this misconception? 
that anybody that uh, turns into Islam in jail, um, they do it for protection. That's that's uh, incorrect. Uh, basically, like in places like that, you have the time to sit back and, and find yourself. Uh-huh. You know, and and it's like uh, reaching for a straw when you when you're drowning. You know, you're trying to find some type of guidance, some type of goodness. You know, that would sustain you to get through those those uh, type of places like that. And um, it didn't have anything to do with uh, protection. And Not I sure. think in most cases, it doesn't have anything to do with protection. It has something to do with finding oneself. Uh-huh. And uh, finding yourself is a journey, you know. And, and a lot of times you may find, you might take different paths or a different course, but it all leads to the correct knowledge. That's you know, right. The creation, we're the creation, you know, that, that worships the creator. So, Mashallah. You know, Actually, we, I'm going to be interviewing Brother Kamal Abu Mu'ath from Ohio. Ah, he no uh, he goes around and talks to, to different prisoners about Islam. And, and that was a question I wanted to ask him. Yeah. And alhamdulillah, you answered it, but it doesn't hurt to get it again on the air, inshallah, next yes. week. Uh-huh. Um, so alhamdulillah, uh, once again, you are listening to the one and only Waves of Islam show. The one and only Islamic Waves show coming to you from Detroit and the show is brought to you by Tawheed Center of Detroit. Tawheed Center of Detroit can be found on www.masjidtawheed.org that is www.masjidtawheed.org and please uh, send us an email call us um, just drop some comments, man, and uh, even call us and leave a voicemail or whatever if you don't want to talk to anybody and uh, ask questions and uh, try to find where we are so we can come over there and visit us and if you have anything to say. And uh, since today is Eid, no. Brother Ab- Abdul Wadi, uh, from your profession, what, what do you do on, the, on this day? I'm actually, I work in the meat industry. I uh, work in the commercial food. And I uh, slaughter uh, Islamically lamb and veal for a company here in the area. And this Eid commemorates the, the, the word adha, means sacrifice. And during this time, the Muslims, they gather and pray, make the, the Eid prayer. And it's an enjoyable time for the Muslims. They try to spend time with the brothers and sisters. And they enjoy themselves. And they go out and they slaughter, which commemorates the slaughter of Abraham, uh, which the story is very interesting. Allah ordered Abraham in a dream to slaughter his son. And in his obedience, he was willing to obey God. And he came to his son and he questioned him about his dream. He he mentioned to him about his dream. And his son said, if your Lord commands you, then you should do just that. And of course, he did not slaughter his son. But God uh, was using this case as a test for him. And God sent a ram in its place and he slaughtered the ram. And, of course, the the Adha is during the last 10 days of the Islamic month called Muharram. And and it is during the time where many of the Muslim pilgrims attend what is called the Hajj, which is a pillar of Islam. 
and it is a very important pillar of Islam because Allah ordered the Muslim to uh, go around the first house of worship which incidentally was built by Abraham and his son Ismail and this was the first house known as the Kaaba at Mecca so the Muslims they make their rites of pilgrimage during this time and the last day of this pilgrimage is referred to as the tenth of Muharram which is uh, Adha and during the end of the Hajj the Muslims will slaughter a lamb a goat or a cow or a camel and in commemoration of what the Prophet Ibrahim did and it's a very important time and it has more religious significance to it than uh, like a Christmas or an Easter it has no pagan uh, history at all it's very important which is also a sign that uh, this religion is from Almighty God Allah because many of our observances have nothing to do with any pagan rituals or, or any uh, uh, holidays for lack of a better word but rather they are more of uh, commemorating the lives of a prophet uh, commemorating uh, uh, or celebrating the end of a fasting a month of fasting and of course the gathering of the Muslims for the congregational prayer on Friday and those are the three observances that Muslims have. So Eid al-Adha is a very important day for the Muslims, but it also is an enjoyable time that we try, we try to, you know, have sweets and, you know, purchase toys for the kids so that they'll understand that this is a day that Islam has, and we should not be ashamed of that. So, Zakallah um, that was uh, beautiful. I love our um, I'm glad that we uh, got into it before I asked the question. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very important time. I enjoy the Id, not to because because the Id this time it falls uh, right after Thanksgiving uh, Thursday, and so we get time off work, and Mashallah. I actually have to go back on Friday. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> so of course we don't celebrate uh, Thanksgiving. But Alhamdulillah, our Eid is, is after that. and Because we're always thanking time. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Absolutely. Exactly. It's, it's, we don't have just one day in a year day. to thank Him. <laughs> That's you know absolutely. I mean? Absolutely. Alhamdulillah. Absolutely. <laughs> now, um, tell me one thing about, you know, a lot of people uh, see or hear about halal food, halal slaughter, mm. um, the ways of the Muslims slaughtering, the ways of people that are out of Islam slaughtering. Could you, since you are, you know, a person of that profession, can you t talk a little bit about what is the difference between a halal slaughter and a non-halal slaughter? Actually, the Muslims, uh, we we eat meat which is considered halal because the word halal simply means lawful, but the halal zebiha means that the the animal is slaughtered uh, legislatively in the manner that. Uh, Allah legislated and that means that we say uh, in the name of God God is great and then we make sure the animal it, his throat is cut from ear to ear with all of the main arteries and the windpipe should be cut and this is considered the most humane way even before uh, the USDA uh, came up with a lot of different uh, the humane slaughter act and alhamdulillah, I've talked to many of the USDA officials and they said that this seems to be the best way to uh, slaughter livestock. 
And so in my company, they prefer that the Muslims do the slaughtering, and alhamdulillah, it's good for business. So we, we slaughter the animal Islamically, and they're also uh, a Jewish community that comes in one day a week, and they slaughter also. And I've had many conversations with uh, the Jewish community, and uh, they agree because in some of the ways they slaughter similar to us. But they also have some things that have been have been added to their their method of slaughtering. But alhamdulillah, in Islam, it's made simple simple to slaughter the animal by mentioning God's name, trying to avoid uh, stressing the animal out because our religion it it calls to that which is uh, ease and that which is uh, balanced. So we slaughter the animal by mentioning God's name over the animal. And uh, we process the meat for not only Muslims, but a non-Muslim community also. And uh, I, I slaughter with my bare hands sometimes uh, 600 animals a day. MashaAllah. Uh, it's very, very, taxing, <laughs> very taxing on the body. But alhamdulillah, it pays, it pays a nice salary. And uh, it's more like offering a service to the Muslim community within southeastern Michigan who, who would rather have this type of meat. But incidentally, uh, the Muslim can consume meat slaughtered by Christians and Jews. And there's some difference of opinion with the Islamic scholars regarding that. But for the most part, our, our way is balanced. We can eat food from many of the groups known as the people of the book, which are today known as the Jews and the Christians. Yes. Yeah, so uh, it's a good time to be a Muslim because <laughs> you get a chance to eat good food. Good meat, yeah. And you, get, uh, you also have to uh, you know, give some in charity to the poor. You think about the poor during that time. And then you could feed, feed people and, you know, it's an enjoyable time. What are your plans, Khalil, for the Eid? Um, <laughs> well, I'm just here uh, once again in Detroit, just uh, just enjoying my family uh, before the Eid. I, I, you know, I'm a slaughter myself, um, and I'm a uh, I'm gonna be there. You just with had my, a you just had a baby. Yes, I just had a little girl. Mashallah, Mubarak. Mubarak. May Allah bless her. Amen. Mashallah. So, what is the name of the slaughter for uh, a new baby born? A born a new baby. Uh, child uh for a child <clears throat> slaughtering an animal for a newborn uh child is called an akika Apika. Right. we have to talk about that in the future yes. Inshallah, yeah. <laughs> and that's something that i'm going to be doing uh well actually um the eid starts friday but i'm gonna be doing that saturday morning because that was the seventh day mm. uh, that my daughter was born she was uh that'll be a week for her Mashallah. so you know I look, I look forward to that. This would be my first slaughter. So, so you're yeah. celebrating twice, huh? Exactly. And you're having a lot of meat, huh? Yeah, a lot of it. <laughs> <laughs> we know where we're going. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But there's, exactly. there's a misconception that people, I don't know, I've talked with people on my job, and when we say sacrifice, many Christians believe that that is dissimilar to what the early Christians used to do. And, of course, there are stories about the children of Israel that, in order to seek God's forgiveness, they would have to sacrifice. And it's, it's a bit, I told him that in Islam, that view is different because the sacrifice is not uh, like that in Islam, but rather it is an order that Allah gave to our prophet that this sacrifice is 
in commemorating and being obedient to Allah in following his prophet. And it has nothing to do with uh, blood sacrifice or anything like that. So many Christians, when you mention to them the word sacrifice, they have a misconception that that's what is meant in Islam. But rather, we try to be obedient to the legislation of the Quran and what our prophet brought. So the word sacrifice, is, what is the Arabic term for sacrifice? Udhiya, right? Is it Udhiya? The, the Arabic term for actual sacrifice. Adhabh. Nam, nam. So To slaughter is the adhabh. Adhabh. Okay, to um, sacrifice is to uh i'm gonna have to edit this out <laughs> why because uh, <laughs> <Why? laughs> i i'm found dumb here <laughs> like yo i can't even <laughs> translate a word in arabic <laughs> well that's all right but it it, it the sacrifice and slaughter is sufficient but when we say sacrifice i know i, I have a friend on on the job he 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 he, he misconstrued that to mean what the earlier christians uh we're we're doing but in islam it's, it's it's different it's a lot different and hopefully in the future we'll go into detail about some of the terms that you hear muslims saying and you want to get some clarity in it because of course having knowledge about a matter helps you understand it better you know whether or not you are interested in converting to islam or not you know what i'm saying so alhamdulillah i talk to people all the time about these issues, especially during the times of our our observances, like Idul Adha, you know, I talked to my uh, my uh, plant foreman. I told him, you know, eventually I'm going to have to you know, come to work and then leave early for the a very important community prayer. In order to put it like that, you know, what you mean? <laughs> like you have to come to work, you know. And so he understood. He understood that I would leave work and then I would come back. Like that, so. Mashallah. That's good. Once again, uh, this is uh, your boy Abdullah talking to you again about Islam and clearing the waves uh, from any of the misconceptions about Islam, and uh, just basically here talk to you and make friends and uh, just hopefully, inshallah, you are listening out there, joining us. Um, the show, the Islamic Waves of Islam. Is brought to you again by the Tawheed Center of Detroit. Tawheed Center of Detroit is uh, there for the community, for the Muslims and the non-Muslims, uh, for the Muslims, for them to come over there and pray and you know do the thing over there. Use the um, the community center as a, a you know a prayer hall and a socializing place and a place to um, gain knowledge about Islam and a place to. Um, you know, meet uh, the brothers and uh, even the sisters, me and the sisters there too. Alhamdulillah, we got a school there too. Um, and for the non-Muslims, for them to come over there and ask questions and uh, be as uh, educated about Islam as they should be because Islam is uh, one of the most famous uh, religions out there and uh, it's been talked about on, you know, on all types of media like TV, radio, the internet, um, all types of uh, media has been talking about uh, Islam, and uh, it, you know they have not been talking about the uh, the truthful um, uh, you know aspects of, of Islam. They are just you know uh, bringing up stuff about Islam and just uh, uh, 
uh, I would say some people lying about Islam, some people just really not having enough knowledge about Islam. So they just say things that they hear and uh, regardless of their truth or not, they just say it. So kind of, you know, throws people off and uh, gives people different impressions and sometimes or a lot of times wrong impressions about Islam. So Alhamdulillah, I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to uh, keep us going and uh, to give us uh, the help and the tawfiq to uh, keep going and giving you guys the right information about Islam. And uh, once again, today is Eid. Today is the, uh, the Eid al-Adha, the day where Muslims celebrate um, the, uh, the people who are uh, doing pilgrimage, they celebrate their uh, finishing of that ibadah. And, uh, uh, you know, the uh, Eid al-Adha, as the brother has been talking about it, it's uh, something that has started back uh, at the time of Abraham, uh, Sayyidina Ibrahim, the Prophet Ibrahim, Abraham, uh, peace be upon him, and his uh, son, uh, Ismail, Ishmael, if uh, people m may know him better like that, um, where we slaughter a sheep for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Or slaughter a camel, or a cow, or a goat. One of those are sufficient. And uh, this is the order of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to do so. We celebrate with our kids, with our families. Uh, we go around and visit you know, our siblings, our relatives, our aunties, uncles. I remember back uh, in my old country, man, uh, when I was young, mm -hmm. the only thing that I can remember about my young, or the, my like five years old six years old mm -hmm. is the Eid because uh, I used to see a lot of people on that day uh -huh. we used to go out there visit all my aunties visit all my uncles uh, we used to go to the shops you know buy toys and uh, you know it's, it's fun alhamdulillah yes, it is. and uh, there's a misconception that's out there you probably have heard it before that you know us Muslims we don't have fun mm. especially mm. for the kids you know the kids don't have fun oh you know let them have fun let them do this let them do that but we do have fun, alhamdulillah. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, every day. Every day, alhamdulillah. <laughs> you know what I mean? With well, limits, of course. Yeah. Right? Because there's some certain things Islamically that uh, the Muslims are, are uh, have to safeguard and protect ourselves from. And living in a free society, you know, our religion is the, the one thing which dictates how we have fun. But it has to be within the limits of Islam. Because one of the things that many non-Muslims are aware of, and some of them are not aware of, is that Muslim men and women, we don't mix in social gatherings. And Muslim men and women are not, to, are not allowed to uh, shake the hands of those male and females who are not uh, directly related to them. And this causes uh, eyebrows to be raised. Mm -hmm. And you just explain to them, you know, my religion, you know, doesn't allow me to do this. And then you can, you know, some people, you can go further and explain to them why, you know, so. And let's uh, tell the people why, brother. Right. Since you already started. Because one of the things is that uh, God created the male and the female uh, for one another. And in order to protect from the temptation of uh, fornication and adultery, God legislated certain matters which will protect you from that. 
So he says, do not come near adultery and fornication. So if in fact that the Muslim male or female were to, say, mix uh, in a swimming pool, it would cause great uh, temptation for both the male and the female. Yes, so, of course, will. the men, if we want to swim, we'll all swim together in a pool, and the females would all swim together in a different pool. And that's uh, uh, the best example that I can give. And so Muslims are allowed to have fun within the limits which the religion allows. Uh, hopefully that was that was helpful. <laughs> Definitely. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Every time we mention something, Alhamdulillah, for those listeners, we try to keep it clear. Hey. That way there's nobody, uh, you know, in kind of uh, in a confusion. Like, what the hell did you say? You know, what are they talking about? <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right. So, Alhamdulillah, that was a good explanation, man. You know, hey. for those who are listening. A lot of people um, out there, uh, you know, that don't, Alhamdulillah, that don't shake hands with women. Uh, the males that don't shake hands with the females uh, who are not uh, of their, uh, you know, uh, near uh, siblings or relatives, uh, they get looked at, as you said, in a, in a weird way. Like, wh- Maybe you're why don't you? Maybe being anti-sociable yeah. you're not being friendly. Yeah. And, and but all it takes is, uh, you know, like a couple of minutes to explain to them what, what I, I did or didn't do. Right. And alhamdulillah, things will be just very clear. Right, because it's casual, you know, I went to, you know, I went to college and I went to school and, you know, before I was a Muslim, man, it was quite common for, you know, men and women to hug socially and yes. to gather socially in each other's homes. And, of course, this led to, you know, some sort of corruption. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a myth to think that men and women can, can gather in a safe environment without there being some sort of temptation. You know, so alhamdulillah, the Id, the Id is a time to celebrate and to commemorate the, the, the life of Ibrahim and, of course, the, the pilgrimage who completed the Hajj. And, but it, it also, we have to remember that being Muslim, uh, we still have to uh, celebrate within the limits of Islam. And Islam is not fatalistic. It doesn't. It doesn't say that you know we're not a, we're a, we're not allowed to have an enjoyable uh, life. But there is guidelines which with everything. So hopefully, inshallah, ta'ala, we encourage the Muslims to uh, to observe the Eid and avoid those things which Islam prohibits, uh, and protect yourselves from those things which Allah would be uh, angry with us during this time and so hopefully inshallah ta'ala, that was uh, beneficial for our definitely. muslim guests and of course the, the non-muslim listeners alhamdulillah yeah definitely and we encourage people to call in and ask questions more uh so that hopefully we can clear up some of the issues of why uh muslims don't you know do this or do do that or don't do this Alhamdulillah. <laughs> so, Brother Khalil, what, what's your plans? Which uh, is this your only kid that you have, or you have a, you had other kids before? Yeah, that's wow. his only. Sumeya. Yes. Okay, <laughs> mashallah. So, if you had a lot of kids, then you, you'll be busy, <laughs> such as myself. I have four kids, so I'm gonna be very busy today. Oh yeah, I oh, bet. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. Uh, you know, taking them out to you know buy some toys and take them out to some playgrounds and all that good stuff. Hey. Alhamdulillah. Mashallah. I look forward to it. Yeah, definitely, man. You know, it's going to be fun for the next uh, 
uh, what seven years of your baby yeah, until yeah. they start understanding, <laughs> like talking back to you, and, and all that, I all agree, that, all that good stuff. You know, <laughs> may Allah protect her and keep Make her on the right path. To the Ummah of Muhammad, Allahumma Amin, Barakallahu Fiq. So in Detroit, Alhamdulillah, there's uh, uh, plenty of Muslims out here. Hey. Plenty of Muslims, you know. In Dearborn, you got about maybe five five mosques that will be celebrating the Eid uh, uh, day. Um, you have Hamtramck, which has uh, a few mosques over there. Uh, I think what five. four or five uh, five yeah. mosques, mashallah, yeah. over there too. Yeah. Yeah, because um, be bin Jabal, and you have several uh, masjids which, which are frequent by the Indo-Pak community. Yes, yes, that too. Um, then you got Highland Park. Then you got um, <clears throat> a little bit more north and a little bit more uh, south, and yeah. you got uh, Ann Arbor, Ypsilanti. Mashallah. So whoever's listening today will definitely witness some type of um, celebration of Muslims today within, within the, uh, southeastern Michigan. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. Subhanallah. Um, so do not hesitate to stop by uh, one of these mosques, and if you had questions again about Islam. Or about anything that you uh, are seeing, please stop and ask, and uh, get information. Okay. And if you're close to uh, you know the west side of Detroit, uh, Warren Avenue uh, by Brace Street, which is uh, a little bit west of uh, Southfield, uh, please stop by Tawheed Center of Detroit and uh, ask questions and visit us over there. You know we'll be more you know glad than uh, to to have you over there and uh, to talk to you about Islam a little more. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Alhamdulillah. So uh, what else uh, is there to talk about for uh, for Eid? Eid is uh, a big thing for us to uh, get closer to our relatives, mm. which is very, very important in our life. Absolutely. Relatives and friends. Keeping the family ties is an order from the Creator, and you find that there's a great benefit in doing that to uh, get close to one's relatives in a time where many uh, families, and I noticed that families are not the same as yes, they used to be. Of course. Especially within a secular society. Uh, alhamdulillah, the values that Islam uh, puts on one is that you should always uh, uh, connect the family ties even if one of your family cuts you off. Mm -hmm. Islam orders that you should be the one to connect the family ties. So the Eid is a good time for the Muslims to do that, but we encourage that you keep your relations with your family uh, it, all the time, all the time. I know I have a wonderful relationship with my mom, and alhamdulillah, since I've been Muslim and she's Muslim, it's better. It's mm -hmm. better. It's Mashallah. better. It's a better relationship. And alhamdulillah, I, uh, I have non-Muslim relatives, and... Uh, I always tell them that, you know, our holiday is coming. You know, I would like to, you know, spend some time with you. Maybe we can go out to eat, you know, like that. So that they could, they could share in our happiness because this is a time where the Muslims, you know, should be happy. You know, I, Although I haven't made Hajj yet, I'm looking forward to, to making the pilgrimage to Mecca soon. So hopefully maybe next year, inshallah. Inshallah. And I would, I would like to add that um, coming to the Islamic Center here in uh, Dearborn, uh, you, you will feel welcomed. You know, I, I'm uh, being uh, not from Detroit, 
uh, from Michigan or anywhere like that, um, coming here, I, I, I felt a warm embrace from the Muslims. So, you know, we, we, we're sure that if you come to, to ask these questions, you will feel welcome and, and, and uh, we wouldn't make you feel alienated. Mashallah. Yeah, that's good. I wanted to add that. Yeah, how was how was life down there where you come from, bro? Uh Kansas City, you know, yeah. uh well you all would, would call it somewhat country. Country. Dirty. Yeah, that's what that's what they say. It's, it's dirty country. south, huh? Yeah. Well the no, no, south. it's the Midwest. It's the Midwest, Midwest but huh? <laughs> uh it's it's a pretty nice place to live. Uh the the cost of living is 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 pretty good. You know, oh, it's, really? yeah, it's it's pretty good. So um, but I, I'm. But there's a Muslim community there. Oh yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, uh, it's it's a big program? it's a big uh, Muslim community there. Uh, it's a lot of it's a lot of uh, different communities there. We have we have uh, two Islamic centers there. Um, we have uh, Masjid Al Qurba, which is the uh, the the place of worship that I attend. And you know it's 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 a big Somalian uh, community there, uh, Arab community, African American community. It's it's a, it's an assortment of Muslims in Kansas City, Missouri. Mashallah. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So anybody go down there to to Missouri by chance? Exactly. Uh, you encourage them to visit uh, Masjid Al-Ghurba. Yes, on 29th and Park. I'm glad Kansas City, Missouri. You know, I'm glad you mentioned the, about the multiculturalism because uh, that's one of the 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 benefits of Islam because knowing that there is a great deal of racism and nationalism which plagues the human being when you when a person looks at the Hajj what you'll find is you'll find that Muslims going to the first house of worship from all races and all cultures and this in itself is an indication of the truth and the magnificence of Islam because all the human beings are representative there, whether you are Caucasian uh, from Scotland or France or Britain or America, whether you are from the inner city of Detroit or whether you're from Africa or the Arab world, you have to come to this Hajj to worship the one God who created you all. And everyone wears the same thing. All of the men, they wear the ihram, which is uh, a garment, which is not sewn. And all of the women are present. And this is representative of the beauty of Islam. That Islam, it does not call to having ties to any form of nationalism or uh, racism. But rather, Sorry. it recognizes that we are all created for the purpose of worshiping God. Allah says in the Quran, وَمَا خَلَقْتُ إِلَّا I have not created the men and the jinn except that they should worship me. So this is what connects the human being and uh, Islam orders with that. And it actually is, Islam is the solution to racism. Exactly. If a person harbors some sort of bigotry and some sort of uh, national pride, because our Prophet once said that, uh, one who has an Adam's weight of pride will not enter paradise. And then he said in another narration that uh, nationalism, it's, it's stinking, or, or bigotry, it is something that stinks. Mm -hmm. So Islam comes to abolish uh, these type of boundaries. 
and it calls the human being not to follow their desires as it relates to uh, one saying I'm better than you due to my uh, lineage or my race but rather it calls the human being to all worship God as one and the Creator is one so God calls us to worship him alone and he said that I have created the men and the women from two parents Adam and his wife Eve so alhamdulillah one will find in Islam that this issue of racism is abolished and you know if you if you are one who really really understands the true Islam so alhamdulillah I thought I'd add that you know well put. but that's the that's what the Hajj you'll see if you you know looked at the Hajj and I welcome anyone to, you know, go on the internet and, and look at uh, images of the Hajj. And you'll notice that there are, the human beings are representative from all uh, parts of the earth. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point, man. Alhamdulillah. And you, we probably uh, saw that um, in one of the movies, uh, Malcolm X. Hey. He uh, definitely uh, put that, you know, out there. Yeah, he made where, that. Where, alhamdulillah, he made that very clear where Islam is... Uh, probably one of the only religions are, 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 you know, it's the way of life that uh, that is not made for just one type of uh, of uh, you know group or whatever. Because Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has sent the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu to the uh, entire humanity. Um, unlike the other uh, messengers, where Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has sent them to tribes or uh, different nations. Allah SWT has sent the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, to the entire world, to the entire humanity. And uh, the Quran uh, as well as uh, for the entire um, for the entire people, for them to read and listen to and understand that is uh, from the uh, words of Allah SWT. Allah SWT is speaking to us through the uh, Quran and uh, that we need to speak back to Allah SWT and uh, connect with Allah SWT by praying to him. And uh, thanking him for giving us what we have today. Hey. Alhamdulillah. I would like to add also, yeah. no matter no matter how bad off you are, or no matter what crimes you committed, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives. You know, if you turn back to him, regardless of how far you, you feel that you've gone, uh, you know, you, you could be a murderer, a rapist, uh, 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 some uh, arsonist, or someone that robs people. You know, and, and if you're tired of it, you know, we, because we know that dissatisfaction brings about a change. When you're dissatisfied with your current way of life, you know, you can ask the law for forgiveness and turn to him and visit one of these places of worship that we're mentioning today. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. So that's very important. And repenting, repenting to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a, a very important thing because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has promised for those who repent that he will uh, switch their bad uh, deeds to good deeds inshallah and start them all over as if uh, they just uh, were uh, newborn um, and this is a, a very big uh, uh, blessing of the Hajj the Hajj is uh, is something that or is the only worship that Muslims go to uh, the house of Allah subhanahu wa mm. and they do this worship and when they come out of it uh, as long as they have done it correctly and have done it uh, purely, they will come out of it as if they, they just were born, no. and they are clean, clear, 
you know, pure sins are, uh, you know, they just have a fresh, fresh start. Alhamdulillah. It's a great na'am. It's a very great na'mah for those who, uh, you know, uh, revert to Islam as well. No. Whoever accepts that there is no uh, uh, deity worthy of worship but Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that Muhammad, peace be upon him, is the last messenger and slave of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then he has, inshallah, by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, has turned all his sins to good deeds. And he just started fresh, brand new, like a newborn baby, like brother uh, Khalid's uh, new daughter. Ah, know, fresh. <laughs> She's still there, you know what I mean? Yes. Ain't got nothing to worry about. It's an hour long show, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's an hour long. Almost done. We almost done. We got another about probably uh, 10 more minutes to talk to you uh, uh, Detroiters out there. And uh, actually, this show uh, also could be picked up somewhere outside of Detroit, like Ann Arbor or um, Ypsilanti or, you know, on the other side of the town, alhamdulillah. Um, so, uh, you know, once again, uh, today is a, a great day for uh, Muslims. Today is a great day for those who uh, uh, are in Hajj. Today is a happy day, alhamdulillah. You know, um, yesterday, the day of Arafah, the day right before the Eid, is also a blessed day, alhamdulillah, by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And usually, the Muslims are... Uh, recommended to fast on that day uh, and the Prophet Muhammad peace be upon him has uh, told us that whoever fasts that day uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive his uh, uh, a year before and a year after hey, of that day it's another great uh, blessing of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so in Islam alhamdulillah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala always gives us this uh, um, uh, how do you say it like you know way he, out it's always giving us a way out. You're right, right. mashallah. It's, it's always uh, a way of uh, clearing ourselves, of purifying ourselves, of uh, you know getting rid of our sins. You know, every day we pray five times a day. In between each one of the prayers, if we commit sins, um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive them uh, every time we pray. And then from uh, Jum'ah to Jum'ah, no. from Friday to Friday, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive the uh, uh, sins in between the Fridays and from uh, Ramadan to Ramadan, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will forgive the sins in between those uh, months and from Hajj to Hajj or Umrah to Umrah and uh, on the day of Arafah, the day of Ashura. There's so many things, man, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, gives us opportunities and gives us chances to, you know, second chances every day, second chances, you know, like, you know, just come back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's why. That's why this is uh, another um, thing that shows that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves us and He wants us to repent and He wants us to keep coming back to Him. But this is not an encouragement for people to sin. Exactly. Definitely, it's not an encouragement for people to sin. But, you know, people slip and people, um, people slip and people, uh, you know, make sins and make mistakes. And what can you do? All you all you could do is 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 uh, come back to Allah Subhanahu wa Taala and ask Him to forgive you, and uh, you know start all over again. You know what I mean? Alhamdulillah. So uh, you know once again, um, the show is the Islamic Waves show by uh, Masjid Tawheed. Masjid Tawheed is located in the West Side. It's uh, found online at www. Masjid Tawheed.org. That's www. 
M-A-S-J-I-D-T-A-W-H-E-E-D.org. We only have a few more minutes left. Um, we want uh, just to make sure that you know the brothers have uh, said all they wanted to say to Detroit. Brother Abdulwali, no. what do you got to say for, for the next uh, two minutes? Uh, first of all, I'd like to thank uh, our brother Abdullah and Meshit Tawheed for uh, facilitating a program of this nature and seeing the importance of uh, uh, calling people to that which will give them life, uh, Islam, and you know, wanting to educate people about this uh, excellent religion, which is incidentally the fastest growing religion in the West and in the world in general. Uh, and knowing the importance of uh, having some a radio station or a uh, medium such as this in order to uh, educate people about Islam. And I'd like to thank them for that and uh, continue the good work. And hopefully uh, people will, will, will tune in and they will uh, have many questions and uh, pique its interest, have a, a piqued interest for Islam. Alhamdulillah. And we also uh, can't forget uh, to thank uh, 1440 WDRJ for giving us the actual opportunity to be on their on their station Absolutely. and uh, Absolutely. being able to present Islam uh, in the correct way, in the truthful way, where you know other uh, mediums of uh, the media have uh, you know been given the wrong impression about Islam yeah. and uh, you know putting the wrong ideas about Islam. And, uh, you know, nowadays if you ask people what is Islam, what is, uh, you know, Muslims, they probably don't have the right idea about who Muslims are and what is Islam. They probably just have a few names to mention, names that have been on TV, on the radio all the time, Mm. or, you know, have some ideology that they can, you know, share with the people. You know what I mean? Alhamdulillah. So, Alhamdulillah, once again, you know, we're here to clarify the waves and to bring the correct um, methodology of Islam and the correct ideology of Islam on the air and uh, basically use use the media as a way of uh, bringing the people uh, the correct information about Islam, alhamdulillah. Nah, nah. Brother Khalil, yes. talk to us, man. Uh, basically, you know, uh, shows like this are very important because... It, it, it has the potential to kill any misconceptions about Islam. And that's something that's very good and uh, that's needed in this day and time now, being that most people uh, view Muslims as being terrorists uh, and things of this nature. So I think that it's very important to show that Muslims in general uh, aren't violent people and aren't people that's out trying to kill women and children and things of this nature. So... You know, the correct knowledge of Islam is something that's very important, and we don't want people to be ignorant about this. So this is this is something that's very helpful uh, for the non-Muslims and maybe even some Muslims that may not be on the correct path. So, And, and, uh, and I'd, I'd like to add to what you're saying, Khalil, that the correct path is the main body of Muslims, uh, which is known as Ahl-Sunnah, Yes. And uh, we reject all forms of extremism and excessiveness. And rather, uh, our religion calls to uh, that which is upon the middle course, the middle path. So we reject all forms of extremism and we try to be 
on the way of uh, a pilgrim form of Islam, for lack of a better word, which basically means that we strive to be upon uh, the way of our Prophet Muhammad and his companions and those generations that came, those two generations that came after him. And some of the people will refer to them as a pilgrim form of Islam, which is really the early understanding of Islam. And we try to cling to that way uh, and uh, encourage our brothers to learn more about that correct understanding of Islam. Uh, and uh, our masjid, of course, is uh, Masjid Tawheed. It is on Warren in the city of Detroit. And some of the people refer to it as Warndale. Warndale area. Warndale area. Yes, but yes. they're very beneficial uh, classes. Uh, there's a nice library. And uh, there are very helpful individuals there that can uh, aid and assist you in matters which uh, if you, you know, want to learn about the correct understanding of Islam, because today you find that Islam has been scrutinized. And they're just like uh, anything else. There are a difference of opinions uh, regarding uh, certain matters. So we try to stick to uh, the authentic sources. And these authentic sources can be found in uh, the Quran, and the authentic sunnah of Prophet Muhammad, as was understood by the early generations of the Muslims known as the Sahabas and the successors and the successors to the successors. So when we say uh, clearing up misconceptions about Islam, we want to make that clear from which the sources we come from. Yes, definitely. Uh, Barakallah Fiqh. Barakallah And uh, once again, for all my listeners out there, um, Majid Tawheed can be found at uh, the address of 18640 um, Warren Avenue. That is in Detroit, and that is at the intersection of uh, Brace and uh, Warren Avenue. Um, it also could be, uh, 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 you could just go to the uh, website, www.mazitawheed.org and uh, click on the contact us list, uh, contact us link and uh, you can uh, leave your name, email address and type us a a small uh, email message that you uh, feel like uh, whether it's a question, whether it's a comment, whether um, you have an opinion or whatever um, you also, uh, we also have a phone number out there, uh, 313-271-0731, 313-271-0731, um, uh, please keep tuning in, uh, we also, uh, will be talking in the future about, you know, the oneness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the main, um, concept of Islam, uh, we'll be talking about, uh, you know, what Islam says about women, We'll be talking about uh, the pilgrimage. We'll be talking about um, you know, uh, you know, charity in Islam and uh, Those financial hot contemporary topics. Yeah, the hot contemporary <laughs> topics that people always, uh, you know, when you ask somebody about Islam, they tell you. Oh, those people that beat their women, you know, those people that get married to four wives, this and that, you know what I mean? So definitely, this is what we're going to be talking about. We're going to tell you everything, everything about Islam from A to Z. You know, you ain't got to worry about nothing. 
we're gonna bring you everything inshallah to 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 your radio right to your radio inshallah at home in your car if you're going to work or whatever <coughs> so please uh do join us do call us do email us um you know uh be uh, have an open mind when you listen to us and uh just uh try to be uh educational about this you know what i mean alhamdulillah we're here uh we are not criticizing anybody we're not pointing anybody down we're not talking about about anybody about no religion no uh groups no uh no nobody period we're, we're here straight up only information and that's it we're not here to give you uh you know our opinion about the such and such person or whatever no we're not here for that we're here to tell you what allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said in the quran and what the prophet peace be upon him has said in his sayings and his sunnah and that's it that's basically what islam is alhamdulillah so once again this is the waves of islam show and this is your boy abdullah joined by abdul wali and khalil thank you for tuning in and peace